Hello and welcome to the very first episode of the One Final Note podcast. I'm host one, Aaron. And I'm host two, Edward. And uh, today, on our first episode, we are going to be diving into a band that is very near and dear to our hearts. Ed, tell them who it is. They are Riot Girl Extraordinaire Slater Kenny. We absolutely adore these girls. And as I said, they are very near and dear to our hearts. And uh, right now, we're going to go through each album, talk a little bit about it, talk about... Uh, uh, for me, I'm going to talk about my favorite song. The kind of the sleeper song, like an underrated song on the album, and then the song that should not be my least favorite song on the album. I'm a very pessimistic person, so don't be surprised if I <laughs> spend a little time on the negatives. And my criteria would be the standout, which would be the typical fan favorite, the sleeper, which sometimes is just the overlooked one, sometimes my favorite, and then the song that should not be, just, just to show a little bit of love for Metallica, you know? <laughs> so... Why don't we get started with going back in the time machine in 1995 with self-titled. The debut, Sleater Kitty. Um, the production on here, kind of rough in spots. Very rough. If I remember correctly, they recorded it over a couple days in Australia. Mm, yeah, it's not like Kiss is hotter than hell rough. It's not like, you know, unlistenable. But it, there are definitely some spots where it, it's just mixed very poorly. And the drumming's not totally there yet because uh, this is before Janet was. This was before Janet. This was drummer number one at before she was number three. And uh, so. please forgive us. I, I cannot remember her name for the life I, of me I right now. I can't remember either of them. Janet's just the one that sticks out with everybody. Because she's so incredible. Uh, so first of all, my favorite song on the album, easily How to Play Dead. I love that song. How about you? Well, my standout would be The Day I Went Away. I feel like that would have been the radio hit if they people were actually listening to them, you know? Yes, definitely. Um, the underrated song that I had was the last song. I think that that is an absolute banger of a track. Funny you mention that because that's my favorite song of theirs all time, which is my sleeper hit for this album as well. Excellent choice. You can hear, you can hear the emotion in her screams. You know, it's just oh. you can't get that with a lot of people. Absolutely not. And you, that's, that's that's the that's the part of the raw production that really hits. And that's Carrie on vocals on the last song, correct? Yes, yes. Because sometimes it's kind of like Rick Ocasek and Ben Orr from The Cars, where sometimes they sound totally different, and I can tell, and sometimes they sound real similar. The way I think of it is Corin's like Grace Slick, and I think of Carrie as just singing through her nose, and I don't mean that in any kind of bad way. Oh, no. I, I like that comparison to Grace Slick. That's a very good point because uh, Corinne does that kind of like shaky thing that, you know, Grace yeah. Slick was known yeah, for. Yeah, Grace Slick had White Rabbit and Corinne Tucker has the fox, yeah. you know? <laughs> that's nice. I like that. Um, now, the song that should not be. I don't want to spend much time on this because there are so many other things I'd like to talk about. For me gotta go a slow song that's exactly what i went with excellent i'm glad we could excellent. be in agreement on that i feel like as we go on our taste will start to you know polar opposite. diverge yes yes um but the slow song and one recurring theme you'll kind of notice throughout my sleater kinney list if the song's pretty slow or it's kind of soft tends to be my least favorite on the album there are some exceptions to the rule but that's a pretty good rule of thumb with me. Oh, definitely, yeah. At I least mean, for they, these they, guys. They're known for their aggressive sound, you know? Oh, yeah. That dual guitar, it's absolutely it's insane. It's awesome. It's nothing, nothing like them. Nothing like them whatsoever. 
moving on to the second album, uh, was the first album on Kill Rock Stars? I don't believe so. I don't think they joined Kill Rock Stars until Dig Me Out. Oh, okay. So. Okay, well, anyways, uh, Call the Doctor. Uh, what are your thoughts on the album? Definitely a step up production-wise. I think the songwriting is starting to grow a little bit more because they had time to actually sit with these songs. So definitely a step up. But this, I wouldn't go as far to say this feels like a different band than the first album, but I would say that this definitely feels like a step in the right direction. Definitely the, the right band. direction. I absolutely adore this album. Uh, my favorite song on the album, Gotta Go With Stay Where You Are. I love that song. All right, my standout slash fan favorite has to be I Want to Be Your Joey Ramone. That's an That's, excellent song. That would be the radio hit of that album and if I had to choose one. I absolutely would love, you know, to have a Joey Ramone. <laughs> or a Thurston Moore. Or a Thurston Moore, for that matter. Or a Carrie Brownstein or Corin Tucker or Janet Weiss. Yes, absolutely. Um, my underrated track, one that is a staple when I DJ at my radio station, Taste Test. I love Taste Test. See, my sleeper was Heart Attack, which I originally thought was your favorite. It used to be my favorite song. I do love Heart Attack, but Taste Test definitely is my underrated pick on the album. Yeah, I just love the way she screams in that, too. It's like the last song, part two. Yeah. With a vengeance. Absolutely, yes. (laughs) Uh, And, God, does she ever scream. It is like that. Oh, God. Fred Armisen described it best. She has like the most perfect scream you could ever ask for. It's just so assertive. And I I would agree with Mr. Armisen. Um, what was your sleeper pick? Heart attack. Oh, duh. My bad. <laughs> Sorry about that. You're all good. Um, now the song that should not be. I am hoping that we have similar tastes here. I'm gonna have you say yours first. I don't have similar tastes. That's why I lack a taste test. That is my song that Are should you not kidding be. Kidding me? I am not kidding you. I love that song. What is it about the song you don't like? I just didn't vibe with it. I was jamming the album, and I had to look back, and I'm like, this one's still not over yet? Wow. That I mean, is harsh, my friend. It's not. The yeah. song that should not be for me, 100% Hubcap. Hubcap is the one that, for me. That would have been my second choice. Hubcap is the one where I'm like, this song isn't over yet. I cannot stand that song. But overall, love the album. Oh, oh yeah, it's still I a great think, album. I, I think that Sleater Kinney, the debut is a good album. Call the Doctor is their first great album, in my opinion. Moving on Moving to... On. Dig Me Out. Dig Me Out, uh, an absolutely incredible record. This is the album that got me into Sleater Kinney, and I found it because I saw the cover, and I was like, this looks like The Kink Controversy. Little did I know, it was a reference to The Kink Controversy. <laughs> And I absolutely love the kink controversy, so I'm like, oh, maybe these guys kind of sound like, you know, the kinks. And I put it on, and I was absolutely blown away. And my life was changed ever since then. Uh, what was your, what's your standout track? The standout has to be the title track. I mean, that's the song they play every single night. That's their staple song. Absolutely. Um, that's a great song. And One More Hour, Good God. Oh, yes. It's just yes. one of the most heartbreaking songs, but, you know, it's kind of like a... Like, uh, there's a local band, Dogleg, and they say, you know, they punch dance their rage out. And sometimes I feel like... Oh, you that's could a punch dance and rage punch, song. Yeah, punch dance out, too. Uh, I just I just noticed. Oh, you've got the darkest eyes. Oh, why, thank you. And I must say, uh, you do, too. <laughs> um, 
that being said, my favorite track on the album, Turn It On. I love Turn It On. And you're making that face that you made when I said taste test. No, it's not that. Okay. Um, Trust me, it's not. So what about your underrated sleeper pick? The sleeper pick, I remember seeing it live. We'll get to that eventually, but I remember I was just headbanging all the way through, and that was with words and guitar. I love that song. Love that, that was song. going to be my underrated pick, but I figured that you might pick that one, so I didn't. I, I don't mind having the same answers, but I, I yeah, don't want to step you on wanna, You want to be different. You want to be that guy. I do want to be that guy. Well, you're not that guy, pal. Trust me. You're not that guy. <laughs> you're not that guy. Are you? Are you that guy? I would like to think so, but not really. <laughs> uh, for me, the underrated song, The Drama You've Been Craving. I love that song. Yes. You can't see it. We're both making the, you know, that's a spicy meatball. The mint. The mint, <laughs> yes. The mint. the mint, if you will. Um, now, the song that should not be, what do you have? I have Dance Song 97. Interesting. I just, I just think, I remember reading about it, and they just, like, made a drum loop, and that just takes away the feel, like, the real feel of it to me, you know, with how raw and aggressive the band is, and then they decide to do that. I mean... It's starting to show that they're willing to experiment, but I just didn't vibe with it. I'd like to change my answer to that as well. Uh, <laughs> I don't. Well, well, it's not going to hurt anything. But what did you originally have? I originally had Jenny. That's that's not a bad one either. No. I mean, oh, just to be clear, just because we say it's the worst song on the album, sometimes it's not that bad of a oh, song. Oh no, the you know, so far the only one. Of the, the worst song on the album, like, I cannot stand Hubcap. Like, I listen to that, and I loathe that song. But Jenny, I would still... I, I think that Dig Me Out is a perfect album, personally. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Dig Me Out is, I think, front to back, perfect album. And Jenny is just, like, the one song I'd leave off, mm-hmm. personally. Yeah, that's just what we're doing. It's like if we had, a like, a pen that would mark over one song and erase it from existence... Yes, and not in the, not in the what's not the in word the I'm negative wanting? way. Yeah, that's the word I was trying to find. Yeah, I mean, looking at my list, there's only one song I would probably get rid of in their entire catalog because I just can't stand it. But we'll get to that when the album comes. Yes, we will get there. Uh, next up, we got the Hot Rock, and yeah, this is kind of a, a turning point, I think, for the band personally. I think that the aggression is taken. It's turned into energy, and they had energy before, you know, but on the Hot Rock, and especially All Hands on the Bad One, this raw power, you know, that they had turns into just energy, if that makes any sense. Maybe more energy towards their creative process rather than the actual music itself. Yes, that's that's a brilliant way of putting it. Um, what did you have? The standout would be Stand Together. It was that or Get Up. Those two are the ones that are just, like, those were made to be played live, you know. Those are excellent songs. For my favorite, I had Burn, Don't Freeze. I love Burn, Don't Freeze. I think that mm-hmm. I love the title. and. Oh, yeah, I love the title, too. <laughs> Is that the only thing you like about it? Well, it's not going to come up on my list, but, yeah, I, I do like it. I yeah. do like it. Um, my underrated or sleeper hit I had was Start Together. I like that song a wow. lot. That's the sleeper for you. Interesting. That is the sleeper for me. Mine, I think I might have had a few sad boy hour cries to this. Uh, the size of our love. I do. I like just that I love that. I remember learning how to play it. I was always thinking this is like, if 
the book The Fault in Our Stars had a song, this would be the song. If you're reading <laughs> the lyrics and everything. I like that song a lot. I, I do. Um, songs should not be, for me, quarter to three. I had Don't Talk Like. Oh, interesting. That was probably a second pick for me. Um, just, you know, that's that's kind of the issue with Sleater Kenny albums, at least the early stuff. I know that we're like, each album we're going through, we have to pick one song that we'd get rid of. Sometimes there is just that one song that's like, come on, you know, does that really, did that need to make the album? You couldn't dig through any more demos? You couldn't dig them out? Exactly, <laughs> precisely. Um, next up, we got All Hands on the Bad One, which is a very divisive album for fans. People either think this is when they, you know, crapped in their own nest or, you know, just kind of felt like the Hot Rock Part 2. Uh, mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on All Hands on the Bad One? I think it's a very underrated album. It still has that energy, and they're still trying new things. I even hear little bits of post-rock Ooh. in some of the bits, like okay. near, toward near, near toward the end of the album, like Pompeii. I yeah, think. with longer. It's just like I could hear that on like a, an Explosions in the Sky album, and I wouldn't bat an eye at yeah, it. Yeah, I can hear that. And definitely with longer songs overall lengthwise oh, yeah. um, in terms of time. Um, I had two favorites on this because one of them is my favorite Sleater Kinney song, and that would have to be Ironclad. Oh, Ironclad was awesome. Yes. Ironclad's awesome. But my other fave that I had was Youth Decay. <laughs> yeah? I, yeah, that song. I remember seeing that live also, and I was just blown away. Yeah. Because that was the first time I really remembered listening to that song. You mm-hmm. know? For it's sure. It's always just stuck out. So How about you? What do you have? My, my standout would be "You're No Rock and Roll Fun." That's that's a made for radio song. Like if you, I really don't know why radio people choose the songs the way they do. <laughs> if they want to get good music out, you need to dig deep, you know. And this is a song that should have been played on the radio back in the day. I couldn't agree more. Um, underrated pick. You had already mentioned it. Pompeii. I love Pompeii. Yeah, my sleeper was Youth Decay, and that's probably my favorite off that album. Excellent. It's just, it's just awesome. I love like, it's almost proggy in a way because the chorus is in. Hate to be like the music nerd, but it's in a different time signature. It's in six four oh. as opposed to the standard four four. Because if you count it out, it's, it, it's, it's just really cool. That's I interesting. Just, is that their first? That's got to be one of the earliest times of earliest prog moments yeah but that's got to be a time where they messed with time signatures oh yeah i don't think they've really done that anywhere else at least to my knowledge like they'd go double time and stuff like that before but that that's got to be yeah i just never really paid attention to that you don't really notice it until you really start counting no and i guess you know with punk rock you don't think anybody's gonna start going into six four except bad religion whenever they made that prog album (laughs) but we don't talk about that here that nobody heard (laughs) (laughs) only good things as Sleater kenny would say yes uh, the song should not be Milkshake and Honey. I agree. I absolutely hate agree. that song. That is I wouldn't mind trying it if it were oh a real no. thing. I'm sure it sounds, the, that sounds good. If, if, it's, if it tastes anything like the song sounds. Yeah, we're, we're not doing too hot. But yeah, that and Hubcap, those are like the two songs from Sleater Kinney's discography that I would completely wipe from existence. But you'll also learn that I have feelings towards a certain album that I would not mind if it were wiped from the face of the earth mm-hmm. um that being said let's move on to one beat another very divisive album with fans i would agree um one beat one thing i noticed when i was listening to it i'd listened to it before 
but for the sake of this podcast, when I listened to one beat, there were moments that sounded like emo riffage on there. Like mid-2000s. Not like, you know, My Chemical Romance. Yeah, like more like the, I would say like the second wave, almost like yeah. Sunny Day Real Estate. Yes, exactly. Fun like fact, Carrie Brownstein's first ever guitar lessons were given to by Jer- given to by Jeremy from Sunny Day Real Estate. Really? I had yeah. no idea. That's yeah. really cool. You, you learn a lot of cool stuff when you read a book, you yeah. know, and her memoir is just one of my favorite books I've ever read. Yeah, I started it and I never ended up finishing it, unfortunately, but I'm, you know, I'm still getting there. But I, I do I do love uh, what I had read so far. Mm-hmm. Um, but with One Beat, the only issue that having cool emo-sounding riffs uh, has is it dates the album. Oh, yes. I think that One Beat is the most dated-sounding Sleater Kidney record mm-hmm. yes. up to this point. Up to this point. Up to this point. At this point in their career, you listen to one beat and you're like, yeah, wow, that sounds like the product of its time. Mm-hmm. And that's my one complaint about one beat. The songwriting is not as stellar as it is on things before it or as things would be after it. Mm-hmm. Um, but my favorite on the album, Light Rail Coyote. That, that is a good one, but my standout slash radio hit would be Oh. I just... Oh, definitely. Oh, 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 oh. Yes. Uh, It's just just so catchy. Like, that's a song you would want to hear live whenever they play it. Absolutely. Um, My sleeper hit, Hollywood Ending. That's that's a good one. Yes. Uh, My my sleeper is The Remainder. Ooh. Forgot about that one. Yeah, I I forgot about a lot of this album, to be honest. It was nice to go back and re-listen to all these and relive the good times. But that is another... That's see. That's another issue that I have. I have. Uh, most people would agree. It is better to be bad than it is to be forgettable, in my opinion. I completely agree with that. And one beat, in my opinion, overall, very forgettable. Very forgettable. Mm-hmm. Um. But the song should not be combat rock. I had Pristina. I'd also like to change my answer to Pristina. Jeez, man. Combat Rock, I like that it's a nod to The Clash. The Clash, yeah. you know. Um, but that's something. just didn't clash with your ears. Exactly, precisely. We move on to The Woods. Which Grab was, your machetes, folks. Yes. That would be their last before the hiatus. And um, I definitely feel especially with the cover, with the curtains, there is a sense of finality on that album. I truly believe that when that album was released, they thought this was the, the end, final word. The, the end of an era. The final note, if you will. One final note. One final note from Sleater Kenny. Um, I believe your radio pick is probably the same as my favorite. And what would that be? Jumpers. I completely agree. Yes. That was the song that got me started with them. You know, I remember seeing that music video and I'm like, this rocks. That was especially the first music for... video of theirs I saw. Yeah. It's just like, I'm like, oh, not to sound like bad or anything, but girls can do this too. And they're really good at it. Yeah, it's they, awesome. They are. They were. That song. Absolutely fantastic. I love that song. Um, underrated pick. I had Nightlight. I had Steep Air. I just love the way it. it I mean. Not to sound corny, but it sounds floaty and it almost has like a 70s 
like I don't want to say Led Zeppelin, but something along those lines, it's or it's like kind of like epic-y, like you want to move your arms around like I am right it's now, swirly. like Stevie Nicks. It's swirly. It's swirly. It's swirly. Um, least favorite track, Wilderness. I had What's Mine Is Yours, which is the song I absolutely cannot stand and wish never existed. Really? What about it? Don't you like I don't want to get into my singing voice, but her voice over that. I almost chose the Fox because of the same reason, but I gave her the benefit of being creative with her delivery. The Fox was so incredible live. It, w- it was cool. Embarrassingly, I called that song The Wolf to a girl when we were outside of <laughs> the venue. I was like, God, The Wolf sounded great. And then she was like, oh, yeah. Oh, you're a real fan. Yeah, and I was like, dang it. Um, <laughs> so, Sleater, can you take a break after that? Quite a lengthy one. Ten years. Yes. And then they came back with No Cities to Love. Now, how I discovered Sleater Kinney, like listening to their music-wise, was Dig Me Out. How I heard of them for the first time ever was my brother had seen the No Cities to Love tour. And he said that they were one of the greatest bands that he had ever seen live. And he had followed them since they, uh, I think since, um, I want to say, so he was born in 90, so he'd been following them since I believe the Hot Rock, and he said that it was absolutely great to see them back and in full swing, and man, are they back in full swing on No Cities to Love, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. I think that that album, if the Woods had a sense of finality, No Cities to Love has, to quote Guided by Voices, this... We're finally here, and shit. Yeah, it's cool, you know. Yeah, I think I think it's got I think it's got that. What do you think? Oh yeah, it's definitely like it's cur- the curtains are drawing for the woods, and they're reopening back with this. Oh, absolutely. Maybe not to the same grandeur, but no, um, mi- no. But I do think that No Cities to Love fits in there with some of their best work. Oh yes. Uh, for the song that you picked to be the one that everybody should check out, what do you have? I had the title track. I mean, that was that used to be my favorite on there for the longest time. I had just... I had price tag. Oh, price tag favorite. is really good too. Price tag. Um, I think that price tag has that kind of like stomping sleater kidney. Like, oh yeah. You know, it's got yeah. that, and the guitar parts are sweet in that song. Um, underrated pick, no anthems. I had uh, a new wave. Because I just love the way that Carrie plays that riff. It's just like I've been trying to figure it out for so long, that but her hands move so riff. quick. You know that is sweet. Uh, the song that should not be. You hit me with yours. I said, "Hey, darling." Really? Mm-hmm. I said, "Fade." Fade. That that was probably my second choice, to be honest with you. Those because those are the two songs I just don't really remember. Yeah, those are the ones that again forgettable over bad. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, now we move on to the center won't hold. I would be a better person if this album had never been released. I am on the opposite end of that. I absolutely loved this. This is my first, like, I have a tendency to love the album that first draws me in as a fan. And this was totally fair. Like, that's bad, you know? Yeah, that's why. Whenever we get to other bands, you'll be like, why do you like that album so much? I'm like, because that was the one that got me started. This was the one that got me started. It's 
complete left turn from what they were originally doing. And I can respect that. And I can respect the change in sound. Because if the, all the, the former albums were punk, this is new wave. You know, this is... A new wave. A new wave, if you will. Um, this is new wave. You know, this is them trying to do... You know, if before it was them trying to do, you know, the Ramones... This is them trying to do Blondie, I think. Oh, yes, and they got a lot of great help from St. Vincent with production on this album. Absolutely. Unfortunately, it came at a price, losing Janet Janet Weiss. Weiss. And uh, she drummed, did she drum on it? She drummed on the entire album and then quit. And then quit, okay. Mm -hmm. Um, And to be honest, her drumming, this is the only Sleater Kinney album that she plays on where you wouldn't tell. Yeah, you wouldn't tell. You Janet would think Weiss is you, they would. You would think they would be programmed or a studio set or a studio guy mm-hmm. or girl. There's no flair. Yeah, no flair whatsoever. There's no epic fills. There's none of that sweet Tom work that she has in earlier stuff. It is nowhere to be found on here. That being said, I do love the song "Bad Dance." That is my. Oh, favorite. "Bad Dance" was awesome. Yes, I love that. My my standout is "The Futures Here," which is my favorite off the album. I just that was the song that really hooked me. Like I remember Hurry on Home coming out and I'm like, This is cool, I like this and then the futures here came out and I'm just like humming every time I listen to it. Remember in twenty nineteen that was one one of my top ten most listened to songs of that year. Wow. I, I just love it. Um, my underrated pick is Love. Oh, Love was really good. I remember waiting for that music video to come out because that that song is really catchy too. Yes. My, my sleeper hit is Restless. I think this is the most Sleater Kinney sounding song on that album. I would agree. Because there's, no, like, there's no like keyboards or weird synths or vocal effects. It mm-hmm. just sounds like something you'd probably hear on the Hot Rock, I'd say. I would agree. That does sound like a Hot Rock outtake. My least favorite song, the song should not be, is The Future Is Here. I cannot stand that song. Right. The lyrics of that song. It, they, may, they may seem very dated, like you said before. Just like putting a stamp, time stamp on yeah. where this album was, I completely get that. I just I like the melody more than the lyrics sometimes, you know, and that's one of the cases. I mean, I love every song on this album, but my least favorite had to be Ruins. I mean, oh, yeah. I mean, it was it was a stomper live, believe me. But just listening to Smash the Zombie, ain't the planes destroy all day. I'm just like, it's cool. It, it if you just kept it as like a live bonus track or something cool, I don't think it deserved to be on an album. But yeah, I still love it. I see when I revisited the album, I liked it more because I remembered how it sounded live. That's why it's not my least favorite, but mm-hmm. it is not one of the standout tracks. Whenever we saw that, whenever we saw that tour. Whenever they did the features here, you might not have liked it because they had to tune it a half step up because I think she couldn't sing that low, so that's why they had to tune it up a little bit more. Um, it sounded different live. I remember that. And isn't I, the so I'm, if I'm not mistaken, isn't the features here the one song that's like phone equal bad essentially? Yeah, yeah. I need you more than I ever have. Yeah, yeah. okay. I, I love that man. See, I cannot because I, I get. Think, I, I know you're thinking about the lyrics. I know, and I will admit, I do enjoy the melody mm-hmm. of the song, but the lyrics for me just like absolutely put it at intolerable. Mm-hmm. I I like when I feel like the singer is talking to me, and that is one where I feel like the singer is talking to me, and they're being, you know, facetious, and I don't know. It's I I, f- I find the song very condescending almost, in the lyrics at least. 
Yeah, obviously, sure. can, music can be condescending. I mean, speaking of lyrical content, I remember looking. I, I'm in a Facebook group for this band, and a lot of people do not like "Can I Go On," because I mean, I love that song personally, but they just don't like the lyrics of that one either. And I'm like, it's it's a groovy song. Come on, guys. I will give it. I'll, I'll give it the groovy award. Groovy award. <laughs> um. Uh. And then their most recent album that at time of recording was released two months ago? May, right? It was in June, I believe. Oh, well, the first single dropped in... First single dropped in May, if not late April. Okay, so June, my bad. Um, I th- my favorite song, the first... Well, we gotta say it's Path of Wellness. Oh, yes, the album is Path of Wellness, my mistake. Um, Path of Wellness, in my opinion, a massive step up from the center world hold... I still don't love it, but I think that they honed the new wave sound on this album. And it's their first album that they're credited as a duo when they bring in a bunch of different drummers for each of the really? sessions. Yeah. I had no idea that they're, they're touring drummers. drummer Angie Boylan. She plays only on like two of the songs on the album, I believe. And then the rest are like different drummers. I forget. One was from another big band, but I'll have to go back and look at that. But yeah. That's... I didn't know that. That's actually really cool. Mm. Um, but yeah, with this, I like I said, I think they honed in the new wave sound here better than they did on the center won't hold. Because I think the center won't hold was too much of a left turn, mm-hmm. almost. I think that if, if, if Path of Wellness was released first, the center won't hold would be better in my eyes, retrospectively. I can, I can see that. Because Path of Wellness has moments of... No Cities to Love, The it's Hot like it's the It's the album that would bridge the gap between the exactly, two. Exactly. You know, um, like New Order's movement, bridging the gap between Joy Division and full-blown hedonistic, you know, mm-hmm. uh, dance music. Yeah. This would have been the perfect bridge between No Cities to Love and The Center Won't Hold. Um, my favorite song, Worry With You. That's mine, too. I remember hearing that single, and I'm like... We already got new music this fast. And it's this good. And it's this good. I was just grooving. I still groove to it. I just yeah. love the way that she delivers the verses. And yeah, I love the beat on it, too. It's funky. I remember looking at the playlist that influenced the album, and there was a lot of, like, Shaka Khan on there. Interesting. I think Blondie was on there. I, there was so many other artists, but it was just like you wouldn't expect it. Yeah. Um, Was that your also, like, your oh, my, my, pick for anybody? My, yeah, that's the radio hit. Oh, the radio hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. stand out. And it was. I heard it on the radio, actually. Um, uh, can't remember what station I remember. I remember whenever it used to be 88.7X, 89X, mm-hmm. I remember hearing Can I Go On on the radio, and I'm like, I guess they finally made it, guys, after yeah. 24 years. Ann Arbor Station, Martin Van Dyke uh, played that. Sweet. Yeah. Um, my underrated pick on the album, Tomorrow's Grave. Tomorrow's Grave is really good. Mine was Complex Female Characters. Excellent. Just, that oh, was man. probably my second pick for underrated. Oh, yeah. If they, like, I'm mad at the tour that's happening right now. At time of recording, they're going on tour with Wilco, which is another great band. And they're not hitting anywhere near Michigan, and I really do not like that. Well, we'll I'll talk about my issue with this tour uh, when we get there, because I we took a look at the set list. And uh, I've got some problems with that, but we'll get there. Um, we're, we're almost there. We're almost there. The song should not be No Knives 
I had no knives too. Really because it was the shortest song on the album. Yeah. It didn't feel as complete. And I hate doing that because I hate I hate giving the worst song to the shortest song. Yeah, exactly. Like you wouldn't do that with Napalm Deaths. Scum. No, you like, do you that suffer is like the best guided song. Guided by on voices, the album. you know. Yeah, exactly. Um, like uh, yeah, no knives though. It just didn't fit. If it was like an interlude to something, maybe. Yeah. But um, it just feels incomplete, half baked. I would say. Uh, Half-baked is also a word I would use to describe the entire album of The Center Won't Hold. <laughs> um, some people like raw cookie dough. Come on. <laughs> some people do enjoy raw cookie dough, yes. Um, so that's pretty much every album. It's every album. You want to get into that tour real quick before we get into our album ranking? Yeah. Let's talk about the live show, if that's okay, before we do so the So you want to do the live review right now? Yeah, if that's cool. Yeah, let's do it. Um, they were awesome live. Yes. And Absolutely. Fun fact. This is how the Sleater Kitty show is how we met. Yep, that was one fateful night, November of 2019. Yeah, uh, it was awesome, and they put on a great show. Uh, we were front. Were you front row? Were yeah, you? I was the third person in. We waited wow. outside. We waited for like two hours. Yeah, I was not there that early, but here, here's a little trick with concerts, people: don't get drinks right away. You know, that prevents you from getting a decent spot. A good spot, yeah. Everybody flocks to the bar, you know? Uh-huh. So my buddy and I went in, and he had never heard of Sleater Kinney before, and I only played him, like, two songs in the car. He's like, yeah, this will be pretty good live. And then he was, like, totally blown away, as was I. I did not think that the center won't hold music could hold up live as well as it did. The center did hold. The center did hold. Um, I bought the autographed... Uh, 45 of animal which was dropped at the time of the tour yes and which is should have been on should have been on the album they could have replaced ruins or the futures here yes you know um not not for me personally but yes but it could have replaced anything and it it would have been awesome uh but we so we had some insider info that if we waited out back behind the majestic, majestic theater. theater in Detroit. That that's where the bus hangs out, and we could meet Carrie and Corin, and we did. And God, how long did we wait? It was at least an hour, yeah. I would say, in because the, in the, the blistering was, cold. Yes, because it, it was November. It's like early November. The cold November rain minus yeah. the rain. And yeah, and I was already kind of stirring because i was seeing bob dylan the next day so it was like i want to go home and sleep i also want to meet carrie brownstein and uh you were wearing a nine inch nails nine inch nails hoodie and a mc5 shirt yes and i complimented you on both i I don't don't think my jacket was unzipped oh you didn't see the real me i didn't see the real you at that point no um but i am a fan of the mc5 so i would have complimented oh yes um but uh, we talked and we t- we talked for a while. It made it didn't the seem whole like time didn't seem like an hour. So long, no. Just a lot of great company there. And then we saw them and we had them. Do you have them sign anything? No, I didn't have any uh, sign. I, I just had wanted them, the picture. Yeah, I had them sign the inner sleeve of the forty-five that was already signed, and I got a picture with Carrie. But Corin didn't want to take a picture. She said she was too cold. I said okay, and Carrie and I got uh, two pictures together. But my Dumb friend, 
took a picture where Carrie's blinking, and the one where I look the best, Carrie's blinking, and the one where she looks the best, I look terrible. I I took the picture for the person in front of me for Carrie, and I thought I got some pretty good pictures. She did the same exact thing to me. Got a picture of her blinking. Really? Yeah. Out of the four pictures I got, two of them I think were like accidentally slip of the thumb. Yeah. But yeah, that was I was shaking in my boots. Yeah, we we apparently had the same experience out there, and um, Carrie was absolutely pleasant to talk to, as was Corin. They were both. Yeah. You know. If I was as famous as they are and I saw people waiting by my tour bus, I would be livid because I want to get out of there. Oh, definitely, yeah. Especially in November in Michigan. I want to get out of there as quickly as humanly possible Um, because of the cold. And they were so pleasant. Carrie chatted me up. Uh, Corin chatted me up, too, a little bit. They both signed my 45 and... I realized I had Corin sign it, but I forgot to have Carrie sign it because I was too busy getting a picture. So I told my buddy, "Hey, go get it resign, go get it signed by Carrie before she gets on the bus." So we ran over there, and she said, "Is that for your friend?" And he said, "Yeah." And she drew a little heart next to when she wrote you Carrie. Lucky dog. Yeah, and I was uh, I about fainted because I. At least you got some loving. My yeah. my my buddy John, I went with. I was like we were bumping shoulder to shoulder, you know, and then she just goes around and raps wraps her arm around him and gives him a hug and i'm like dude you didn't even say one word yeah you didn't know who they were until i brought you uh i was so petrified to put my arm around uh i do i don't do it with anybody Mm -hmm. unless they do it yeah then i'll do it carrie kept her hands in her pockets i kept my hands to my side you know i was like what i was doing too yeah i don't want to get canceled (laughs) yeah but no, I was like freaking out. I was like, God, I don't even know how to act around this person because it's like, I've met famous people all the time. But this is like <laughs> weird flex, but okay. Yeah, I mean, I I'm I mean, like I go to comic cons, you know, I've met Jack White oh, yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. But this was like the first time that I've ever forced myself. That that sounds bad. I didn't force myself. But this is the first time that I initiated an interaction, and that's what freaked me out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, but back to how the show was. The show was excellent. Yeah, uh, this that that set was awesome. We got to see the whole Center Won't Hold album, which I love seeing whole albums live. I know it's not the album of choice you'd want to see live. No, but it was still. Cool but it was well rounded, and it almost seemed like they played almost a song off of every album, except for they didn't play anything off the first two. They gave us the choice to play either Good Things or Youth Decay, and we went with Youth Decay. They didn't play anything off of Call the Doctor? No. It would have been good things if – because she was like, you want a slow song or you want to dance? Oh, yeah. I do like, remember we that. We want to dance. That's weird. I thought she played I want to be a gymnast. I don't remember. I would have remembered – wow. <laughs> I would have remembered that. Maybe oh. even gotten video, but I'm, yeah. not a, I'm not an avid videotaker at shows. Neither am I. I eh, not for, eh, it's not for me. <laughs> um, I don't do that. I'll, I'll take pictures, you know. Oh, like definitely. One or yeah. two. Just – but like to just sit there filming it, no way. Yeah. Nah. Um but they were excellent live. If you have a chance to see them, by all means Please take do. it. However But but with this tour though, Aaron this will tour, get into it. We're already kinda, you know, PO'd that they aren't coming to Michigan. However, uh you sent me a text this morning. You were like, Sweeter Kenny's set was really weird last night and I'm like go on you know yeah and you told me 
You didn't tell me the songs. You just said. I just said how I just almost broke it down. There was not a song prior to 2002, which would be the equivalent of one beat up. Yeah. I just want to reiterate that. Nothing before one beat. You don't get Dig Me Out. You don't get, you know, you don't get anything off of All Hands on the Bad One, the Hot Rock Dig Me Out, Call the Doctor, debut. But they don't really play anything off the debut and rarely anything off Call the Doctor anymore. No, and that and that's true. But Wilco played almost exclusively off of Yankee Hotel Foxtrot. That was that, that was like the majority, but they did play almost one of everything. Oh, really? Yeah, I think they one of the songs they closed with was uh, off of one of their... They only did one collab album with Billy Bragg, right? Um, it's in multiple parts. Multiple they, parts? Uh, I don't know. California Stars. That's the song. <laughs> yeah. I love that song. Uh, that's one of their biggest hits. Did you know that? No, I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, like if you go to Spotify and their page, it's like top five. Um, just as long as it's not above Jesus, etc. I just love that song. It might be. Cancel Spotify right <laughs> now. <laughs> um, but Wilco played a great set last night. I wasn't there, but I well, saw yeah. what they played. Um, I would love to see Wilco. I would love to see Wilco as well. Uh, I guess Wilco to yeah, Wilco. Yeah, Wilco to Wilco. <laughs> um, but they didn't play much off of Summer Teeth, I noticed. Yeah, I think it might have just been one or two. I think yeah, it was they two. Played two. Um, and oh, go ahead. No, no. What? I was just gonna say they're doing a special, special thing for this tour. They each band recorded one song for uh, a special forty-five. You can only get at the show. Sleater Kinney is covering "A Shot in the Arm" off of Summer Teeth, and Wilco's covering "Modern Girl," which is an absolute bop. I'm very upset that I can't get this because they are coming to Michigan. That would be sweet. Yeah, it would be so sweet to get that. But I feel like we could just find someone and be like, hey, we'll pay you a premium for it. Yeah, we will. We we need it. Yeah, we, we literally do. Like, And then speaking of live, they had that live album in Paris as well. I've never listened to it. I, uh, that That's what helped me complete my collection with theirs. It's it's really good. It's really. It was during the No Cities to Love tour, and they play a little bit of everything, and it's awesome. Yeah, I'll have to Definitely check it out. I'm not usually a live album kind of person. Um, I used to not be either, but I used to too. Did it? <laughs> did it? Did this album change your mind on live albums? Oh no, that's. I mean, there's so many other live albums I've listened to before that, like, Frampton Comes Alive comes to mind, and Jay Giles' band should just be a strict live band. That's how good they are live. Really? I would. I would. I would have loved to have seen them, but just based on what I've heard on record of them playing live. You know, it's just yeah makes you wish. Makes you wish. Um, so I think we can move on to the album album rankings. Uh, so let's just do ten to one. Ten to one. Okay, number ten for you. Number ten for me is one beat. Number ten for me is the center won't hold. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number nine for me, path of wellness. Number nine was the hot rock for me. Uh, number eight for me, one beat. Eight for my, eight for me was Path of Wellness. Seven for me, All Hands on the Bad One. Seven for me was No Cities to Love. Okay. Yeah, yeah uh, I know. Six for me was The Hot Rock. Six for me was All Hands on the Bad One. Five for me is the debut. Five for me is The Center Won't Hold. Monster. I can <laughs> see you cringing. <laughs> yeah. Um, four for me, No Cities to Love. Four is Call the Doctor for me. Three, The Woods. Three is Dig Me Out. Two, call the doctor. Two is self-titled. 
And number one for me is Dig Me Out. Number one's The Woods. That just feels like the most complete album, in my opinion. It just feels like it's all one cohesive project. Well, I wouldn't... Eh. I think... Yeah, I would agree with that. Absolutely. Yeah, it just feels like... The yeah. Woods feels complete. Even Dig Me Out, which is my favorite, still feels like a band working out the kinks. You know? <laughs> pun intended. Yeah, pun intended. <laughs> Um, but I'm pretty happy with our top fives. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's no wrong answer. This Maybe in your eyes, but... Well, you know... I mean, all the albums are an eight or above. Let's get that out of the way right now. At least for me. I think they're all eight and above. In my opinion, all albums are a seven or above. That's fair. That's a lie. <laughs> I'm sorry. That, that's fair. Uh, I mean, no, yeah, seven and above. Seven, is pa- seven out of ten is a 70. That's passing. That's passing. Yep. And I think a big part of that is because I heard it live. The oh. center won't hold. Oh, yeah. I think that if I heard it and then, you know, I don't know. If seeing an album live is an experience. Um, I saw Primus do. The Desaturated yeah, were Seven. Yeah, there, too? I was there, too. That, yeah. was, that was just serendipity. Yeah. And uh, that's another one that was before we knew each other. Yeah. We've had a lot of shows like that. Yeah. Um, but... The saturated seven, saturating seven rather, um, definitely helped to hear live because I remember I ordered the vinyl and it's yeah. the color splatter and I listened to it at home and I was like, this doesn't sound like Primus, you know. <laughs> um, but that that was really interesting. Um, on this final, on one final note, we say goodbye and thank you for listening. Yes, and Sleater Kinney forever. <laughs>